Best of Times, live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana, celebrating age and maturity, helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The Best of Times, your host, Gary Kaligas. Good morning, radio listeners. I'm Gary Kaligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only magazine and radio show for mature adults in Northwest Louisiana. Do thank you for listening to our show today and also thanking those who might be listening via the internet at www. 710keel.com. Also thanking those who might be listening via the Keel application on their Apple or Android devices. We do thank AARP Louisiana Neighbors, Tenant Country of Freeport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer for being the exclusive sponsor of the Best of Times Radio Hour to help to bring you educational and beneficial shows for you and your loved ones. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn about the agricultural programs which address the community needs. So stay to the show for some very beneficial information for you and your loved ones. It is Saturday, July the 9th, and we are broadcasting our show from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel, a town square media station here in wonderful Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show has been pre recorded, so we will be unable to accept calling questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Be sure to pick up the July issue, the best of times, at one of our 270 distribution locations. We do thank you for the compliments about our magazine. We do appreciate hearing from you. Remember, if you're unable to find a printed copy for pickup at one of our 270 distribution locations, you can always visit our popular website at www.bebestoftimesnews.com to view both current and past issues of our magazine. In addition, you can view and download the current. 2022 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory. In addition, you can listen to previously broadcast radio shows here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Great news to present to you. Ernest Arlene's has brought back the Best of Times special dinner each and every Thursdays from 4.30 p.m. to closing with fabulous meals at a highly discounted price of only $25, along with entertainment, free entertainment, and valet parking. It is highly recommended due to the popularity of this Thursday night Best of Times dinner to make reservations by calling 318-226-1325. Again, that's 318-226-1325. We'll be right back with more information, but now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, probably presented by AERP Louisiana and ABES, Tending Country Rest Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Key. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, probably presented by AARP Louisiana and Bears Sounding Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is a very special guest, is Miss Abigail McAllister who is a registered dietitian and the regional coordinator with LSU Ag Center in the Northwest region of Louisiana. And I've asked her to come discuss their programs that address our community needs. So thank you, Abigail, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Well, thank you for having me. Well, also, we're going to put you on a pedestal. Uh, you've been on the show a couple of times before we talked about, which was a very popular show. I, I've even had to repeat it because people 
uh, it's maybe on the website. Uh, I hate, we got so many on the on the site. I don't know which ones they're recording and which ones are not. But I know it is very popular about nutritional labels, reading the labels, most complex things before, and you really made it simple. And I think it helped a lot of people understanding and especially in meeting their diets. But you know, we won't talk about that today. Though I I think I will repeat sometimes. I'm sure the label the label industry has changed again. Have they? Yes, they have. So there's new. New information to learn about the nutrition oh, labels lovely. right now. <laughs> are, they, are they making it easier? Yes, there's a lot of good changes that make it easier. So. I'm sure. The, I'm sure those uh, cereal people and all those other people hate changing their labels, right? It costs, oh, I'm, I'm it sure. costs them a fortune. They end up changing all the time. So the other thing I want to mention to our listeners, if you are not aware, for many many years, how many years now? She's About been, five. She's been a featured writer of the Best of Times magazine. And my wife, the editor-in-chief, Tina Caligas, loves Abigail. Very punctual and very timely articles that help our, our demographic, our readers, really get some understanding about different diets, different plans. Uh, uh, I mean, this, the variety of topics that you have come up with. And I don't know if Tina gives you any ideas, but I'm sure that you come up with some things that you might think that seniors and boomers but again they've been very educational even moi when I proof uh, the copy I really get a lot out of it and sometimes I take a few notes on the side to jog my memory to keep me going right <laughs> well good I'm so glad y'all enjoy this no it's very it's a very good item many of our readers compliment us and you know sometimes we forget to compliment you but hopefully you get some of those feedback feedback as well so again thank you for doing that for us and con- continuing uh, to being one of our featured uh, writers for the best of times so you work. You have worked for the for the LSU Ag Center for how many years? About five years. Five years. Oh, over five years. So the same time about when you dealt with the best of times. Is yes. that coincidental? Or what? <laughs> so what does the LSU Ag Center do? Well, the LSU Ag Center is part of the entire LSU system, so we focus on research, extension, and teaching, and that's all to improve the quality of life of Louisianans. Um, there's an LSU Ag Center office in every single parish in the state. 64? Yes, 64. Why? I didn't know that. Yes, um, and they have agents in a variety of fields in each of the offices, and it's really based on what the parish needs. Um, so we have agents in nutrition and health, agriculture, 4-H youth development, and much more than that. Um, we're an extension of the university, meaning we bring that research from the university to the community um, with the overall intention of improving the quality of life of Louisianans. So that's a little bit what we do. And then we also have research stations across the state. Um, we actually have one in South Bossier. Y'all may know it by the Big Red Barn with the LSU Axner logo. That's our Red River Research Station, and they do a variety of different agricultural research efforts there. And so the so I, I think the misnomers out there in the public is that they feel that the Ag Center is just for the industries dealing with agriculture. That's not true. That is not true. It's for everybody, anybody and everybody. Um, there's something to be had for everybody in the so, state of Louisiana. So if the research is... Uh, developed or something a new a new variety of uh, apple or a new variety of tomato or something it's shared with the community it's shared yes. with, with the industries and they can take it or leave it right yes absolutely and most of the time they'll take it I'm sure it's new and improved yes um, so they do a variety of different research regarding agriculture on different types that are developed or maybe different ways to improve the growth of their crops and they even deal with you know forestry uh, cattle poultry, there's all kinds of different industries within agriculture um, that they do a lot of research so on. So Louisiana is, is deemed an, a, uh, 
uh, I hate to say this, fisherman's paradise sitter, but we are also a lot of agriculture, correct? Yes. Throughout our state. Yes. And people don't think about that. No. I, I really, other than other states, they always think of us having bayous and uninhabitable areas that nothing's growing. But we have a lot of things growing throughout the area. I mean, in, in olden days, of course, it was tobacco and cotton, but we have very little cotton growing. Is that true? Um, it depends on the area of the state. It if really there's depends. still cotton growers. Yes. You would not think there would be that, that much. But no tobacco. I don't think we grow any more tobacco here, if I recall. I'm unsure of that one. Okay. I'm unsure I know of that in, one. The, in South Louisiana, I used to go visit back in, in the 70s with a lot of rice fields. I'm sure there's yes. still rice fields for as well as crawfish or something. Yes. The, crawf, the, the crawfish likes the rice field. Rice and crawfish are two of our commodities. So um, they're definitely something that Louisiana promotes, and we have a lot of it. Um, and it's a very profitable industry. So so you're classified as a nutrition agent. Yes. So what does that mean? Um, so that means that I bring nutrition information to the public. Um, I work in Caddo and Bossier Parishes, mainly Bossier Parish, because everybody kind of has a different assignment. But my effort is to bring that research-based nutrition information, just like we talked about bringing that research to the public. I bring the nutrition information to the public. Um, and I do that in a variety of different ways. I do classes, programs, workshops, food demonstrations. I write for the best of times, as well as other publications. Um, and, you know, I do handouts, any kind of efforts to bring that information to the parishes. And, and mention another thing that the Ag Center does, which is remarkable, each and every year at the Louisiana State Fair. Yes. We have lots of exhibits and lots of show, show, show me information, mm-hmm. but also cooking demonstrations and uh, people bring their vegetables and and there's a lot of show and tell, correct? Yes, I'm so glad you brought that up because we have what's called Ag Magic, and it's in the agriculture building at the State Fair, and that's a huge event for us. The whole region comes together, and we create those exhibits. Um, so we have exhibits on nutrition, obviously, but also on agriculture, forestry, wildlife, 4-H youth development. They do some exhibits there, and then they also have competitive exhibits where people create different things. They may bring their canned goods up to uh, compete, and they get to win, you know, different ribbons depending on where they play. Well, and mention, I think some individuals think that Louisiana State Fair is only just for rides and and, and midway items, but it's more that it was developed yes. and, and to promote agriculture. Yes, we also have livestock shows going on during the fair. Um, there's many different activities that are going on that the Ag Center is handling and taking part in and throughout they, the fair. They have participants from all over the state. Come here it's a big yeah it's a big tourist attraction bringing those from parts of South Louisiana to bring their 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 prize sheep their prize cattle to come up here is that right yes so it, you know it's it's been it's been in here I, I had people from other states and how did Shreveport get that well it's a long story I'm sure they had had it in New Orleans and Baton Rouge but we ended up continuing it since I believe 1906 or something like that it was been been around here a long a long time over a hundred years, so it's uh, t- totally impressive as well. So, so your your parishes are only to the parishes of the sixty four, right? Kind of. So I actually have a split appointment. So I'm a little bit half of an agent, and then I'm also half regional coordinator. So that's the leadership role within the region, and I have a supervisory, like programmatic coordinator role for all the nutrition agents and educators. In so the, the region. region consists of how many parishes? Nine Twelve. Parish? Twelve. That's Twelve. a big area. Yes. Wow. Yes. You do a lot of traveling. 
little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> hey, the gas prices, I'm sure the state doesn't like that. They're probably not a lot of traveling anymore. No, they don't. <laughs> so the other thing is you have an advisory leadership council. So explain to our listeners a little bit about that. Okay, so all of our agents, we all base our programming on advisory input. And what that means is, you know, we depend on um, local support for a lot of, you know, our success as the Ag Center and agents. Um, so our local support in Caddo Parish comes from the Caddo Parish Commission and the Caddo Parish School Board. For Bossier Parish, it's the Bossier Parish Police Jury and the Bossier Parish School Board. Um, and so since we're getting local support, we want to make sure we take what we're given and bring it back to the community in a meaningful way. Um, and how we do that is we have advisory councils that are consist of different people throughout the parish, and they tell us what they want to see in the parish. That way we're staying relevant, we're making sure that we're addressing the needs of the people in our parish, because every parish is a little bit different. Um, so we really want to make sure we're staying relevant and doing what the people want. And it's a want. voluntary, you invite people, including yes. moi. I have been invited for a few years. I participated some. So most of the times I'm out of town, it's sad to say. But uh, it's, it's an interesting. Uh, but tell our listeners how the ideas, how these needs come about. I mean, people see it, hear it, feel it. Is that what you might say? How, how do these, how do they, how do they come up with these needs? Or do your, you and your staff prod us a little bit? I mean, the, the few I attended a few years ago, it, it seemed like y'all help, gave us helpful hints. Yes. Yeah, so we do ask some questions to kind of open up discussion. Um, so the first question we ask is, what kind of health issues are we facing in Caddo and Bossier parishes? You know, throughout the parish, what are people facing? What do they need most help with? What do they need information about? Um, from there, we take that answer, and then we lead into how can we alleviate these issues? So we know these issues are here. What things can the Ag Center do to help combat that, to help improve that health? Um, and then the final question is, what else do you want to see? What kind of programs do you want to see within the parishes? Are there any other ideas you have? So the, those first two questions really lead into that last one. You know, it kind of gets people's gears turning, and they really start to think about, you know, what they want to see in the parish and what they've seen as a need. So in the years past, have the objectives met the needs and they've been satisfied? Have they, have your, you and your staff and whoever the evaluators are in Baton Rouge say yes? Yes. So, you know, I take the I take what the advisory council says. They vote on it. We have a whole voting process. I take the top things that they have voted on and I make my goals for the year. And when I'm starting to plan my programs each month or every two months, I look back at those goals and I try to brainstorm ways to meet those goals. Okay. So basically all of my programming revolves around those advisory goals um, and also other community input. If somebody wants to see something and they just, you know, tell it to me, I will give that to um, within reason if it fits my programming area. Um, but really, I take that and I gear all my programming towards that. And so do other agents around the state. That's kind of our whole system. That's how we function. Well, I know that you're a dietitian. There are many registered dietitians throughout our state. I'm sure they're out there, he or she's, see the community and probably know what a lot of the needs are. Right? Yes. So we do have healthcare professionals on our advisory council. Um, you know, a couple dietitians. This year we had some social workers joining. Um, we try to get a lot of diversity on our advisory council and it's always open to the public. Um, so if 
anybody knows of someone who may be interested or maybe somebody listening is interested in okay. joining, they can feel free to reach out and, you know, I'll we can discuss them, more. Give them the phone number. They, <laughs> maybe they may call you. Yes. Yeah, so it is 318-226-6805. It's 318-226-6805. So, Abigail, what are the qualifications to be on the council? Any qualifications? Um, you have to reside in one of the parishes or know a lot about them or work with people in the parishes. Okay. Um, that's pretty much it. We like to have a lot of diversity on our council because everybody has something to bring to the table. And mention, well, during COVID, we met via Zoom and et cetera, yes. but now we're meeting in person. Right? Yes. The traditional format is to meet in person. We like to be face-to-face. It really opens up a lot of conversation. So when possible, we like to be face-to-face. Okay. And so how often are meetings taking place? Or I know this. Both go ahead. <laughs> we, we do it once a year, um, and that's based on, you know, I kind of gauge the interests of the advisory council, too, and see how often they want to meet. Well, once a year at a minimum, but I, yes. I remember in past there was a, a, done a couple of times. Yes. Because you never know. I, to my suggestion to y'all is you need to meet more than once because if somebody's going to have a conflict and it's, and those that didn't come to one they want to come to another and and you might give them the a, a latest update about mm-hmm. how the goals and objectives are, are, are doing that area okay so uh one 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 thing i think disney i had this person asked me uh, a question and i thought it was a very good idea and they're they're seniors like me we we don't like to call ourselves seniors we're mature adults and this person brought up about her and her husband you know she said Gary I'm having a difficult time determining what I should grow I I think I should have a garden because I think America is, is needing more people like we did like our parents and grandparents did have gardens in their backyard to supplement and also economically but also better and fresh vegetables Uh, does the ag center help in that we absolutely do we have a horticulture agent that works in Caddo and Bossier parishes as well as across our region Um, and you know we have a master gardeners program through the horticulture agent he kind of runs that program and you know they take classes they learn about gardening and then they go out and help the community learn more about gardening too once they've taken that information that they've learned well I think more and more people in the architects would do that and my my suggestion to go back to think about it is y'all might want to write an article for us and we might want to after that follow up and have a how to on this radio show to help people um, make their own gardens i remember there was a push many many years ago and i mean i'm not talking that many but i remember some president or some president's wife who was that was interested in everybody having a garden right which which president's wife was that I can't remember. I'm sure it was before you were born, but <laughs> it was a long time ago. But I remember the push. And I remember my my father, uh, though he had a restaurant and he had access to all the, you know, the, uh, the the different produce companies in town. But we still had a garden. that, And he loved fruits, uh, fruit uh, fruit trees. And we had we had all kind of squashes, watermelons. And we had a big backyard. And we had a lot of acreage. And uh, he would, he, he would, that would be, it was all also a great hobby for them and a lot I think a lot of mature adults that don't have hobbies that's an interesting thing not just trimming the rose bushes but this is productive right yes this is and there's so many different resources we 
offer on gardening with the Ag Center. We have a Louisiana planting guide. We have numerous handouts, publications on if you want to grow something, this is how you do it. Um, so there's lots to offer in that realm for the LSU Ag Center and you know what we can bring to the community. Well, and the other aspect is not just edible. There's herbs. A lot yes. of I think a lot of. A lot of a lot of my friends, even the Caligases, are starting to have a little herb garden. We don't have much acreage in our area, but you know, I, I, it's been fascinating having having your own rosemary and your own oregano and your own basil and your own thyme in your backyard, all fresh. And I mean, the stuff you buy in the jars not that great. I mean, it's okay, but it's this one's wow, especially rosemary. I mean, rosemary on lamp. So, so hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now we're our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and Abears Sending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour. Proudly presented by AARP Louisiana Neighbors, Sending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is a special guest, is Miss Abigail McAllister, who is a registered dietitian and the regional coordinator with the LSU Ag Center here for the Northwest region of Louisiana. And she's discussing their programs to address the local community needs. So your advisory council met and they they saw some Health care, health challenges in the cattle and Bozier parishes. So, what did they come up with? So, we met in March this year, and this last meeting they identified quite a few issues um, to focus on. There was a big discussion around limited time to prepare foods, especially for busy working adults and parents. Um, they also talked about how many people have just simply not had enough exposure to certain healthy foods, maybe vegetables or fruit, stuff like that. Um, or maybe they're just kind of intimidated to try something new or they've never tried it before. Um, they also, limited time to prepare healthy foods and lack of exposure to healthy foods were the two main things that they voted on. These were the two things to focus on for the year. But in, in like, also, on top of that, they also voted on congestive heart failure as an issue in Caddo and Bossier Parish, um, inconsistency with people changing healthy habits. Maybe they start up and then it gets really hard and um, kind of fall off the bandwagon. Um, and then also low economic levels of people who, you know, are dealing with these health issues. And that's really a barrier to actually addressing the health issues. Interesting. So, okay, a quick follow-up, though I wasn't there health challenge how does how would the ag center help i'm going to love to see the objectives in helping the copd you said copd congestive heart failure yeah. congestive heart failure so how that's going to be an interesting one to deal with on a agricultural aspect so that actually came from a registered dietitian who was on the committee. Um, and really what we would do in regards to that, I think what they meant by this was more of people need nutrition information related to congestive heart failure, the diet to follow, um, how to follow the diet and still, you know, eat tasty food and enjoy, you know, what you're eating, stuff like that. So that's where the Ag Center kind of jumps in. You know, you may get a diet prescription from, you know, a clinical dietitian or your doctor, and then we sit there and we say, okay, let, how do we plan these meals? Um, here's some cool recipes to try. You know, here's how you can make this a part of your lifestyle. 
Well, and the other uh, goal or, or challenge, I agree, a lot of people, depending on the time and effort, their challenge is to cook all these things, right? The yes. timing. Yes. And the access. Sometimes it's difficult. Yes. Uh, and I hate to say this, sometimes, uh, especially people in my age or older, uh, uh, don't have the gumption. They want to, they still want like, I hate to say fast food. They want fast food cooked at home, but not fast food, right? Convenience food. Convenience food. Yes. And they don't want to go out of the norm. They're used to cooking their baked potato the way they cook, and they won't try a sweet potato. They won't try it a different matter of means, correct? Sometimes. It's just every person's a little bit different. Um, but, yes, I've noticed a lot of people want quick and easy. So we try to find those quick and easy recipes that where you're still eating healthy, but you're not spending the whole night in the kitchen making that recipe. So... Based upon these challenges, you came up with goals for the year. Yes. And what are those goals? So, on top of that, you know, the council talked about various th- various ways to alleviate the oh. health issues. Okay, they gave um, suggestions. Good. Yes, so they gave some suggestions, and that kind of helped with the goal setting. So, they talked about, you know, increasing exposure to healthy foods. Um, they talked about teaching programs centered around goal setting and giving information. Okay, but the, the first one. They're healthy foods and they're unhealthy foods. They're prepared foods. That's a real specific. I mean, right? You just can't say eat healthy foods. That that would not help me or help anyone. I mean, I might think it's healthy, right? I might think popcorn's healthy, but it may not be. But Mm -hmm. a lot of salt, probably not, right? So when we talk about increasing exposure to healthy foods, this is where I jump in and I say, okay, well, have you ever tried a patty pan squash? Here's a recipe. And I may do a food demonstration for a group, show them how to cook it. They get to taste it right there. Um, And so they're learning more about these different foods that they may not have tried before, Um, learning fun recipes, learning about the nutritional value and why it's so important. Um, So just increasing that exposure. And healthy is a very, very broad term, but really... Any any step towards the right direction. So any healthy food, we can and, increase exposure to. But Abigail, it's the way you prepare it too. Yes, it if is. If you put a lot of oil, a wrong kind of oil, you put a lot of other items, sugars. I don't, you know, I'm trying to think of weird things you add to those particular. A lot of butter, right? Mm-hmm. And that that could make it unhealthy. I'm I'm trying to be playing. I'm telling our listeners out there. <laughs> Uh, and the other thing is access to some of these vegetables. We hope the Brookshires and the Krogers and Safeways and well, the other people have them, but sometimes they don't. Exactly. And you, know, and you have to know how to ask for them. Yes. Like Gary occasionally, Tina Arters, asked me to go get something, and I've never heard of this particular vegetable. So somebody had to ask the produce guy, do you have what this, you know, he says, oh, yeah, here it is. I would have recognized it in 100 years uh, because we probably haven't had that in five years, by, or I did go buy it. Yes. When guys go by for their wives or their significant others, it's a difficult sometimes. <laughs> Don't laugh at that. that. It's difficult sometimes. We go to the produce, and, and there, there's so many choices of even even apples. She says, go buy apples. There's 19 varieties of apples here. Which apple? And so, you know, and I'm going to give a plug. I recently tried a new apple by accident, but I also went in their hot air balloon. Is this uh, Cosmic Crisp? Out of Washington State, their ag center there developed a new type of apple. Oh, wow. And it's now in various locations throughout the United States. 
it's it's very hard to get. Brookshire's only gets like one shipment a month, and I happen to get them. They, they were different, way different, remarkable, and supposedly it's it's a blending of technology and all that kind of stuff. And and so you know th- those kind of things you you would never think about it. And yes. even the, when I went and got them at a, at a Brookshire's, they said, how did you hear about that? Even the produce guy asked me. I mean, I thought that was, he was wondering. I said, look, I says, I think I've been in the, they were at the Hot Air Balloon Festival. Okay. They promoted their apples there. So that's where I heard about him. He says, wow, you must have really listened. I said, well, the dude that sponsors this took me up in his balloon, so I had to go try the apple. He didn't even have for us to try, so I, I tried it. It was very unique. So going, so going back is is the knowledge of it as well yes the knowledge of it knowing where to get it also is huge um if your store doesn't offer it then it's really hard to find you know if you're a local store but we're increasing we're trying to increase exposure to healthy foods teaching those programs and giving information around goal setting um, repetition of nutrition health information oftentimes just repeating it getting in people's minds um, and then providing lessons and information on easy ways to prepare food when you have limited time Um, So that gave me a lot to work with. That, in general, those two, you know, all those answers, that gives me a lot to set my goals. Okay. So so tell us, again, your goals and how are we going to reach these goals? Okay. So on top of that, they also said they want to see nutrition programs for kids, information on anti-inflammatory diets, partnerships with social workers for my programs, and utilizing a physician referral program for nutrition lessons. So that helped me make my goals. My first goal is to incorporate exposure to healthy foods, repetition, cooking healthy with limited time, and goal setting within my nutrition programming and my outreach. And then my second goal is to focus on nutrition lessons for kids, um, partnerships with social workers and physicians, and anti-inflammatory diets. So partnership with physicians, uh, how is that envisioned? So what they're envisioning is that, you know, say you're visiting with a physician, they're say, oh, you know, you have diabetes, you need to follow a diabetic okay. diet. I teach a program called Dining with Diabetes, which helps you navigate that diabetic diet that you just got and how to meal plan, how to build your plate, how to eat out and still follow your diet, not, you know, get off way off track, um, things like that. So it kind of teaches those basics and the survival skills is what I like to call them. Well, so those physicians do they don't have access to an, a nutritional nurse or nutritional expert for their diabetic patients and this is going to be a service you're going to let the community know if they don't have access or their 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 nursing staff who sometimes do this right uh, may not be fully qualified in determining a full diabetic diet they may hand them a piece of paper and not explain it to them further. Yes, or they may just be limited on time that they can spend with their patients. Um, or maybe, you know, it's just hard to get with it, get in with a clinical dietitian or a nurse or get enough information. Or they may have already gotten counseled, and then even a dietitian may say, okay, here's a class to teach you further. Because the more you can learn, the more likely you are to actually make that a lifestyle. Okay. Um, there's, there's so much to learn, especially with all these diets um, you know the well more done. information the more survival skills we can give the better off you're going to be I mean it, it's sometimes confusing there's so many diets but I, 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 I deal with a lot of friends who are di- have diabetes and it, sometimes they get a lot of information they don't understand and sometimes they 
feel like they need to ask somebody and they don't have that person to ask. Exactly. And the physician or the nurses may not want to handle those sorrows. A lot of them do, but a lot of them don't. So this is going to be their interaction with those physicians who want, and hopefully more and more will accept that as you'll be a, a, an assistance in that as well. And I'm sure you yourself is not going to do it all yourself, but there will be others others involved in that. Yes. So but what the other aspect with a physician, which even Gary occasionally, you know, my the last time, I'm like, no, let's don't talk about Gary. So when the physician sees an individual lady or gentleman that says, you might want to lose a few pounds, your BMI is a little bit too high, et cetera. So a lot of them uh, don't even have a – and so I, uh, I know that people ask them, what type of diet should I be in doctor or nurse? And a lot of them say, just pick what, right? Exactly. And it can get really confusing. And there's so much information out there that's really misinformation. And it's stuff that may be dangerous if, you know, you have some other health condition and you're following a really strict diet. Or if you have certain medications that may interact with a supplement you decided to start taking. So it's really important to follow that research-based information and to seek out those credible sources. Um, we at the Ag Center, that's all we offer. So it's all credible. It's all research-based, everything we provide. So, and to access you, is there a fee? Um, for some of my classes, there is a fee, but it's a curriculum fee. So, everything that you put into the class comes straight back to you. For example, like our Dining with Diabetes class, I keep bringing that up as an example. It's $40, but with that comes a binder. You get tastings at every class. Um, you get incentive items um, to kind of help, you know, you bring home. It kind of helps reinforce okay. um, well certain behaviors. Um, you get a follow-up class. I mean, it's four classes. So, I make sure to stretch every dollar that's put into the program, and it comes back to the participants. Okay. I'm sure my listeners are out there. Do you have a weight loss program yes. that provides that similar scenario? I like to call it weight management. Great. But, yes, we do. It's an eight-week program, and it's called Smart Portions, and that one's $65. And, again, everything you put into the program comes right back to you. Wow. That's, I never knew about that. Gary might consider that one. <laughs> <laughs> So, so your goals are to reach this in, in twelve months. And let's, let's say we talked about there's four of them. There's four goals, or more than that. I there's mean, two goals. Two goals only. You really went low. Well, the two goals have a lot within those goals. <laughs> <laughs> List out several different topics within each goal. So I guess there'd be a lot more goals if I broke them up. Oh, but. okay. So they're so, so they're sub objectives. To yes. each one of the main goals. Yes. Okay. So you have little tasks or deliverables that you want to meet and greet. So you expect to. Imp- so what's what is the uh, in my goal setting days many years ago? So what do you? What's the percentage? You, you expect so many people to improve over a certain period of time, or so many people to access? What's your? What's the deliver? What's the outcome? I don't get I don't provide certain number deliverables because that that's almost unrealistic to reach with how things go every year you just don't know if I'm going to reach 500 people with diabetes information um so what's really important is to instead aim my programming efforts towards that and see where it goes from there 
But uh, you have to keep some stats. I'm not, not, not picking on you, but you got to have to say, uh, you know, I did all this educational and I, re- I reached, you know, 20 people. Yes. And those 20 people, hopefully, we improved half of them. I mean, that's a, that's a, yes. a distinct goal. So we have, yeah, we have specific responsibilities that we have to meet within the Ag Center as far as numbers are concerned. Um, so we already have that. And on top of that, we keep statistics on reach. You know, I keep stats on how many people I'm reaching with the best of times. Um, I keep stats on how many people I'm reaching with my programs, my classes, things like that. So we do keep a running track of that. Okay. my um, I'm going to give you a follow-up suggestion. You might want to, I think Ms. Tina will allow it, you might want to try to get feedback. I think we put your email in there, but you might yes. want to say if you want to en- enroll in one of these programs, here's the contact, here's the phone number. I mean, you're, you're not a, a an entity that it's not infomercial. It's educational yes. and beneficial that you can get feedback from. Like today, again, I want you to mention a couple of times your phone number right now. Okay. If they want more information on any of these programs to help them to be part of this this goal-reaching program. So the phone number? 318 318- Two two six six eight zero five. Six eight zero five. Okay. Let's hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and Ebers, Sending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Key. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, probably presented by AERP Louisiana and neighbors selling country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is Miss Abigail McAllister, who is a registered dietitian and the regional coordinator for LSU Ag Center here in Northwest Louisiana. So, Abigail, in, the, in our closing segment here, how can our listeners out there in Radio Land and help you and help us reach our goals for for community needs in our area. So the best of times in general, y'all have been fantastic at helping connect me with different people within the community. Um, I've gotten calls, hey, can you come teach at my group? And that's just, that is wonderful. We lo- I love to come teach. So anytime anybody has a group, maybe you have a social group that meets, a book club, um, whatever it is, and you want to learn more about nutrition or your group's interested in it, you know, feel free to call that number, 318 318- Two two six six eight zero five. Let me know what you're interested in. We can set up a date and time, and I can come visit your group and speak. Um, and you know, for helping meet my goals for the year. Um, if there's anybody that's interested in you know learning more about healthy foods or learning more about foods that you may not have tried before, you know, increasing that exposure to healthy foods. If you're interested in learning more about cooking healthy with limited time or setting goals to meet those nutrition goals, you know, setting those SMART goals. Um, you know, if you have any interest in, in anti-inflammatory diets, I have information on that. A lot of us are interested in that. Yes. And I actually wrote an article for this month about anti-inflammatory uh, diets, so go pick up the Best of Times it, magazine. The July issue. Yes. yes it is. Yes. I read it. It's very good. Yes. So the uh, the other aspect is you uh, are, know you do exhibits and you you will be uh, hopefully at our Louisiana State Fair anyway yes. 
and we will have it for Senior Day. And you, you generally have a great booth with a lot of information, and the 3,000 people will be stopping by visiting you, whoever manages your booth. But you always give out good information, and I'm sure you're going to be giving, giving out information to help reach your goals as well. Yes, absolutely. So what other, what other aspects can my listeners out there help you in, in improving it? But definitely spread the word, learn more about it, and visit. Do you all have a website that, that gives information about it? Yes, we have um, www.lsuagcenter.com, and it's just all one word, lsuagcenter, lsuagcenter.com. Um, I also have a social media page, so for oh. anyone who's interested in Facebook, um, my programmatic Facebook page is Caddo and Bozier Parish Bites with the LSU Ag Center. But if you just get in that search bar, you type in Caddo, the and symbol sign, Bozier Parish Bites, Click search; it'll pop right up. Oh, cool! That's, so. that's another way to interact. Okay, yes. that's that's good to know. So again, um, I wish you success in these goals, and hopefully next. So when will you tell the public and us if you met or exceeded these particular goals? The best way to learn if I've succeeded these <laughs> goals: first off, go follow our Facebook page, okay. Cato and Bozier Parish Bites with the LSU Ag Center. Um, you know, stop by the Ag Center. Come come to our office. We're open eight to four thirty. Our Caddo Parish office is on East 70th Street to the, to the left, right before you get to Jimmy Davis Bridge. And then our Bozier office is at the Benton Courthouse on the fourth floor. So come visit one of our offices or go visit the research station. I never knew there was an office in Bozier. Yes, fourth floor Benton Courthouse. Wow. Yes. Ne- never never knew that at all. I, th- I always thought it was always a Caddo Bozier thing, but I never knew there were one in every parish. Yes. 64 of them. Yes. Wow. That's a lot of management considered. Yes. <laughs> a lot of dietitians spread out throughout the, throughout the land of Louisiana. Absolutely. So I wish you well. Again, I I'm, I'm think, again, their phone number is 318-226-8605, and I would highly suggest you get Abigail or her staff to go out and make a presentation to your senior club at your church, your, your mature groups there, any kind of, uh, you might say, book a lot of mm-hmm. book clubs there. They love to have speakers in various yes. organizations. Uh, I'm going to be recommending you to, to speak at our AARP chapter meetings. I think it would be a, a good educational topic for all the, the 80 or so members that, that, that attend the, both the chapters there as well. So thank you, Abigail. Thank you again for writing for our article. Thank you uh, for our magazine. And uh, thank you for being here on the radio show. Thank you. Have a great, wonderful day. Everybody, thank you for listening to our show today. Be sure to join us next Saturday for another show that can benefit you or your loved ones. Do thank our sponsors and advertisers who support our radio show and our magazine, The Best of Times. Don't forget to pick up your personal copy of the current issue, The Best of Times, at one of our 270 distribution locations. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our show. I'm Gary Kaligas, wishing you and yours the best of times both today and every day. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on 101.7 FM and 710 Keel. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 9 a.m. for more Best of Times. This is 101.7 FM and 710 Keel.